breaking news, live shows, unprecedented content, notoriety sports network, built different. What up, what up? Welcome to the Diamond Club Podcast. I am one of your four three hosts. I am John Hunter. This is my man, Chris Leyes. And I got my man, Danny, the pitch man, Hart. What is up, brother? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? What's going on, fellas? Beautiful day. Beautiful Saturday here for some Phillies baseball. Thank you for everybody tuning in to get this old living room tailgate session in. <laughs> also, shout out to Anheuser Busch. You guys make fine products like Bud Light here. This yep. Dilly Dilly. <laughs> this week's official beer of the Diamond Club podcast. That's it, baby. What's up, boys? Going on, going on. So, opening day came and went. It was a beautiful day, a little cold, super cold, actually. Um, but there wasn't, there wasn't many things that I saw that I was like, that was a downfall for me. I mean, Noah looked phenomenal through six and two thirds, was able to strike out six. I was very impressed by the way he looked, especially in this weather. The bats on both sides were kind of cool or there was nothing really going on with the bats, but I liked what Noah had to offer. Would you, how about you guys? Oh, I loved it. You know? I missed my parlay bet on him, but you know, other than that, I had him. I had him winning a game and having seven strikeouts. But you know, yeah, I'm more happy that they, I'm actually happy they won the game. You know, I'm, I still have a strong disdain for Roman Quinn. <laughs> yeah, but other yeah. than that, I, I love the way Noah pitched, I and mean, we talk about it all the time. Noah and the bullpen were they were they were good. There was nothing more else you could complain about for game one. Yeah, I mean, I think he looked great. I mean, six and two thirds. Shouldn't, shouldn't have been two runs. I don't know how you throw 0-2 fastball down the middle to a little fat panda, but it is what it is. I mean, other than that ball, obviously, and then I think Dansby Swanson almost hit one out the left, and Freddie Freeman almost hit one out too. Like, thank God for the wind, being a little chilly. In August, they're probably out of here, but you fixed it, I mean, you fixed it a climate, and uh, I think Noah handled himself very well. For sure. I mean, the, the, the wind giveth and the wind taketh away. I mean, we saw the ball that Harper hit to left. Yeah, that's a home run in, in July. That yeah. is an easy home run in July. That is, it, was, it, it was hit off the bat pretty hard, and it, it traveled. It just got yeah. knocked down by that wind in left field. But that's an opposite. That's an opposite. Easy for him yeah, tomorrow. in tomorrow. In July. Tomorrow, exactly. Five degrees, that's probably out of here. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more. I mean, he was just – and, and, you know, there's just so much that what's going on, Bald Eagle, what's going Bald on. Bald Eagle, what's up, buddy? Like, there, that was one of the, that was the pluses we saw to, to the game was Nola. I mean, Nola was definitely my, the, Nola and the bullpen, they were my bright spots for this game, for, for opening day. We we saw a lot from Alvarado, kind of showed flashes of, uh, of, uh, what's his name, uh, Mitch Moyles. <laughs> guys, you know what I mean? Loads the bases, but then he says, "That fucking, I'm gonna, I'm gonna battle, and I'm gonna come in here, and I'm gonna strike three guys out." And that, and like, that's that's what his his mo is. He's gonna come in there, he's gonna strike guys out. So I mean, 
Yeah, so, we lose the game by five runs last season. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. As soon as they pull him last season, as soon as you pull Noah last season, you're done. You don't win You don't win that game last season. It's day one, and you're already winning them, them close games against division p- opponents that you need to win to make the playoffs, and they showed it. They showed it Thursday. I mean, one of the one of the spots that like really got to me during this game was when we talked about it last week, where we thought guys should be in the lineup and all that stuff. And the number one guy that I think is out of place, and it's actually hurting him, and showed is Hopkins. Hopkins should not be batting second. That experiment is over, and we saw it two years ago. We saw it last year, again, where they would throw him in a two spot. He is not a number two hitter. He's not that good of a base runner. For even when he gets on, yes, does he draw off? Absolutely. But you know what? I'd rather have that in like the five, maybe seven, probably more six area because he can easily help turn that lineup over when it gets down to the bottom of that, bottom of that lineup. And I think that will benefit him more. But when you looked at him the other day, he looked lost. He looked mm-hmm. lost to the plate again. Yeah, did he have it? He had a double, I believe. Yeah, double down the left field line. Yeah, that was that's fine. But he also struck out three other times that he was on the plate, and he looked awful in all three at bats that he struck out. Yeah, I mean, he didn't really look good in his double. Like it, it was a hanging curveball that. I mean, usually, like last year, he pulls that fail every time. So I'll give him credit for that. Like he did stay back a little bit, but he hit it off the end of the bat. Probably had less than an eighty, like exit velocity. Um, the only thing I can, like, I don't, I said it before, like, I think he should be batting six behind, like, there should be two, three, four of Boehm, Romuto, Harper, doesn't matter what order you put them in, then I'll put yep. DD yeah. and then, then Hoskins, or I mean, Hoskins could bat fifth, he does heat pitches, and if he takes a walk, DD has the opportunity to go deep. The only thing, like, logical thing for, that I think for Girardi is that he is, he really wants to protect Hoskins, have Harper, all the big guys behind him, get him the pitches that he can hit to try to get him out of it. Because if he does go on a streak like he has shown, this team is that much more dangerous if he's on fire. But, like, it's getting to the point, like, how how long do you do that for? And, like, I'm, I'm ready to see him bat in fifth or sixth. Now, he, he should definitely be in the sixth hole because, like you said, you can turn that line up over. You, you're not going to walk the fifth batter. You're not going to walk the seventh batter because you still have the eighth batter. You, you know, it would be better for, like, all parties for him to drop down in the lineup, unfortunately. He's, he's not a number two hitter. You know, number two hitters don't go down into – when they strike it out, they don't go – they don't drop to their knee. It just, it's bad – it's bad all around. So I don't know if he's not seeing the ball well. You know, I don't know what it is with him. He's struggling already, and it's game one. Like, yeah, I mean, one thing if it's if it's Harper who has three strikeouts, but we know what Harper is. We also know what Reese Hoskins is. Like, he's a streaky hitter who doesn't. There's no reason for him to bat two. He's a liability on the bases. You know, at least if you get him in the seven hitter, if you put him in the seventh hole, leading off, you know, whatever inning it is, eighth batter gets out. At least you had the pitcher up there sacrificing him over, putting him in at second base and a better chance to score in a single as opposed to a double play. Yeah, I, mean, I think it has a lot to do with his huge leg kick right now, too. His timing, like he's all his leg kick's all about timing, obviously. And then it's not working at all. You can see he's, he's all upper body swinging. Like you get no power with that. He's 6'4, 230 pounds. And, like, even when he hits, like, when he's bad, like, when he hits fly balls, you think he crossed them, they don't even make it to the warning track. Like, he, he has no, like, he has no back load 
and extending. Like he's, it's all upper body when he swings. His lower half isn't on pace, but his upper half is just bad. It's just, a, it's just a mess. It's just a mess watching him anymore at the plate. And, and you know, we we saw, and and we we in Philadelphia, we get so attached to flashes. When players do show flashes, we're like, well, he we still got it. So like, why don't we just keep him? Like, I would have traded Hopkins last year, and if he gets hot this year, trade him. He does not help this team. I, I don't think he helps this team. I just don't. I don't see how he helps this team as far as a long run, long term. I don't see it. He's yeah. becoming, Chris, you mentioned it before the show started. He's becoming a Pat Burrell like player. Where, and it's, he's becoming Pat Burrell. A poor man's Pat Burrell. Yeah, before Pat Burrell even became, you know, yeah. like, like and, and look, we saw flashes, at least, at least he dominated at least one team. He would kick the shit out of the mess every day. <laughs> yes. But we're not, we, don't, we don't see that out of, I don't see that out of Hopkins. I don't. I said we we've seen we again we saw flashes last year. And then he got hurt. So then the flashes went away, and now he came back this year. I mean, I know it's only one game. I don't want to jump off the rails and you know act as if this dude can't. He probably like me talking shit right now. He's gonna hit two home runs today. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and there's no mistake about that. He he will do something today, and it'll say shut the fuck up, John Hunter, across the fucking skyline. And it's obvious. But like. Make sure you take that, a picture of that. <laughs> I will. I will. And you know, and that, and, but that's where we're at. Like that's where they're at with him. Is like you, they don't. I don't, I don't think there's really a much of like a. Uh, and there, there, it's like a sink or swim at this moment. Him and if, yeah. but it's funny that he's in that spot. Like he's in like the what, what the fuck are we gonna do with him? And he's still batting second. Yeah, he's way too consistent for that. He's not consistent enough to bat second. You need guy. You need him to get on. You need guys like I, I've been saying. I said it last week. I wanted Harper to bat second. I think yeah. Harper batting second is the perfect spot for him. He'll get on. He's aggressive, as we saw the other night, the other day. He he's he's going to be that guy who's going to be able to set the table. McCutcheon sets the table. So will Harper. Harper can drive runs in. He can do all that shit. It's yep. instant offense from the jump. He is not instant offense. We're gonna, you're going to see guys like Harper get up a lot this year with at least one out if they continue to have. That's why I didn't care. Like who would it, whoever it is at two, three, four has to be Boom, Harper, and Romuto. Like yeah. either way, you put Harper second or Boom second. They both see a ton of pitches. They both are aggressive. Like you said, they swing the bat. They get on base. Like they them three players would be back to back to back. They would score a ton of runs just from that alone. Yeah. Like, and then like again with Hoskins, like that defensive play that he made that he didn't make the other day was absolutely atrocious. And I'm still waiting for Harper to be tagged out at third. What did you say? I'm still waiting for Harper to be tagged out at third. As we all are, Chris. Yeah. Oh, as, as we all are. Oh, it's a big call. <laughs> hey, we can we can actually just turn right over to that right now. I mean, I love it. I love his aggressiveness. I enjoy that. That's not something that really bothers me. No. I don't hate when I see a player be aggressive. And the fact that he was safe, Makes me even feel even better about it. I mean, he was out by rule because they called him out, but he still hasn't been tagged. Today. <laughs> and I mean, he should still be sitting on third base at this point. Yeah, but like he should start on third base today for that. 100%. That's how the, that should be a new MLB rule. If the, if the umpire gets it wrong, they get to start wherever they messed up there. Yep. The and next thing, whatever. 
That's where he goes. Yeah, I'll but never, like, I'll never question Harper's aggressiveness. Like he's, he's a smart ball player. Like he's, he goes out there, he plays as a, not that he plays baseball the Philly way, but he plays baseball the right way. Like the right way. If he sees it, if yeah. he sees an advantage, if it, if he sees a, an outfielder being lazy and just jogging to the ball, he's gonna take second. It's he already knows that if he hits his ball to this right fielder and they're gonna take their time, he's taking off for second. So. I have no problem with his aggressiveness. Yeah, man. And uh, I think John Mayne, who talked about this, like they're the plays, they're the, that's the aggression that the Phillies are going to need this year to compete with these NL teams. It's going to be a strong division. Like they're going to need to take advantage of everything they can. And the base running, Joe Girardi, especially in pre, uh, spring training, really emphasized taking that extra base. Be strong on the base pass. Be smart. Like, And I have no problem with Harper doing that. Again, like you both said, he was safe. And um, I hope that – him being thrown out, I hope there was no discussions. Like maybe we shouldn't take that extra base. That they still have to push that envelope any chance they get. Got a question? It's a good question. I mean, I don't think we would. <laughs> I mean, the question is: Will we be killing Girardi if he screwed up in the tenth inning like the Braves did, not walking Segura to face Clinch? I mean, no. I, I mean, I don't think you really would. I mean, why? Like, why would you? It, it's it's so early. It's so early in the year. I know that this is the type of shit that they would they would bash uh, Gabe Gabe Kapler for. I mean, they bashed Gabe Kapler from game one to one year because he they, took they pulled sixty eight pitches. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, no. I, I mean, I, I I don't think they I don't think they should. I mean, does that mean that they would? hundred. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Angelo Cataldi and all them guys would hundred percent be bashing him. And I yeah. don't see a reason, like, but, but for me, no, I would not be bashing him. I, I mean, it's, it is what it is. You, you think that you have a good advantage. And that's what the other thing is, is like, we see it as, you know, Roman Quinn's the weaker hitter. We don't yeah. think of the fact that maybe Segura doesn't have a good, you know, career bat, like at, like at bats against said pitcher. So no, they would like, they probably saw an advantage there. Snicker probably saw an advantage there, and that's why he stayed with them. Yeah. That's yeah, I agree, I agree. You know I agree I mean? with that. I'm sure if we lost yeah. the game, though, we would – majority of Phillies, especially sports talk radio and uh, Phillies Twitter, would definitely be crushing him right now. But, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. like – we, we're all not really Roman Quinn fans per se, so we would, <laughs> we would have walked to Gore, definitely, but – Yeah, I mean – Segura and Segura had a good effect, but like, what what is that going to like? What is that going to do? Because at that point, then you're putting men on first and second. I know that either way, that runner, that that's the runner at second base, beating Harper is the only one that really matters. So it didn't really matter. But right. like, if he Roman Quinn any given it's, it's any given day, he could have easily bonnet the ball down the left field line. Exactly. The base load it. You know, I mean, yeah. there's so many other, there's so many factors that could have came into that. Yeah, I mean, righty on righty against, and as opposed you to righty against switch hitter, like. Yeah, you never know. I mean, so, for the manager, but. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was another thing. It's funny that you brought that up. You know, if you walk Segura, so now you have the bases loaded. We already know what Harper is, so, you know, it's two outs, and who's to say that Roman Quinn's not going to lay a bunt down the down the third base side, and we know how far Harper's going to be coming down the line anyway. You yeah. know, he's going to be taken off. So no, it's like you said. You know, we you know the Atlanta meet is probably killing uh, the manager, but at the end of the day, the Phillies won the game. It was the right call. Yeah, always treat 
He's right. Yeah. He's he's right, but I mean, this Philly Philly is literally just a football town now. Yeah, unfortunately, it is. No, I mean it really is. But you know, like you know, the whole thing. Like, I can understand being frustrated in April, like to say if they lost the game because they always say you can't win a division in the beginning, but you can lose it, and that's what the Phillies started out by beating a division opponent. Now, you know, Reese Hoskins probably going to hit two home runs today. He's going to give a big fu to John Hunter as he's rounding the bases. But it's important to win these games, and it doesn't matter how it comes, whether it's via extra inning, you know, your eighth inning pitcher, you know, making you sweat it out. Like, you know, like I like I said earlier, we would have lost last year. We'd lose that game by five runs. Hands down. Yeah, I think they said out of sixty games last year, we led the we led a game in forty nine of them. Which is ridiculous. The only team that had more was the Dodgers, led fifty-three games. Like, get that name out of there. Get that name out of the comment section. (laughs) That's my. Until he's ready to rock and roll. (laughs) That's my. That's my son's old baseball coach. He's a. He's a good Scott (laughs) King. Get him over to Scott Kingery's house. (laughs) He needs a. He needs a good coach right now. He he needs better coaching. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, of course. That's good. That's good old Mike Dunbar for you. Good old Parkwood guy. But yeah. it's it, it's it's actually it, it's becoming like a like I don't know like I, I I love I do like I said earlier I love the aggressiveness and I love a lot of things like of course there's gonna be managers who make you know who make decisions throughout the whole year that like you know the rail stuff. it's gonna fuck seasons up like there that's what it is like there's gonna be certain I mean look at last year. We saw Brock, we saw Kevin Cash make that move in the World Series that ended up hurting them the race. But if, if that works out, it's a completely different conversation. Genius. Yeah, exactly. No matter what, every Hi. move you make is yeah. make or break. Yeah, hindsight twenty twenty. Exactly. In a fan mind, like do you really think that? Like think about it this way: go back to two thousand four when the Red Sox were in the ALCS in Game Three. I mean, Game Four. If Dave Roberts gets thrown out to on second base, Terry Francona's fired at the end of that year. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? He just got swept. He just got swept, and he made a ballsy move to make Santana Colon steal. But like now, what does he look at? A great manager who won two World Series in Boston. But that's what it is. It's aggressiveness that that helps. That that that, you know, it's make or break. So that's where we're at right now. You know what I mean? So it's I I have a hard time crucifying managers or crucifying off decisions because you're going to see shit decisions and great decisions made all in one play. So yeah. as long as you don't make the same, same mistakes over and over again, like how do you, how can you really crucify somebody you know trying to win the game? Like it's funny yeah. you bring that up about, you know, you know, one play, like not this, just to segue into something real quick. Like think about the Philly Philly in the Super Bowl. That play could have went bonkers. <laughs> Like they couldn't have got zero out of it, but you're right. You know, if if he if he drops that ball or he you know whatever happens, Doug Peterson's an idiot. You know, yeah. but now it didn't. So now Doug Peterson's the greatest coach of all time for the Eagles. Like it's funny though how you bring that up. That one play, you know, makes can make or break a manager. Yeah, I mean, look, dude, fucking Mitch Williams had what forty some saves the year that he in, in that year in '93. Yeah, he comes in the World Series blowing it, and that's all yeah. people care. All about. we remember is fucking Joe Carter jumping around. They don't. They don't remember how you know that he had forty some saves that year. They don't give yeah. a fuck. All they care about is the fact that he gave up that home run in crunch time. Like so and one people play don't, at a forty-seven or something like that. You're right, and and people don't realize like 
Larry Anderson pitched the eighth inning. That's how Fergosi won. Larry Anderson pitched the eighth, and Mitch Williams pitched the ninth. That's how they won the division. Like, like they won yeah. 96 games that year. That's how you're not going to change it up in the World Series. You don't change up no. what made you work for 162 games. It's no. just mind boggling. It's, it's all luck, it's, and it's all luck, dude. It's, it's, it's you, you, yeah. You can you both like a genius? Like I know guys like like Tony Larusa, like Tony Larusa thinks he invented baseball. So like, there's a lot of times where like he makes small little moves, and, and like for instance, him batting when he yeah, the bat, he's the pitcher eight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I like that move because you know, I like seeing I like seeing pretty much two sweet offenders. Yeah. I enjoy that. But right. like not everyone likes that. Not everyone and that's not something that everyone looks as beneficial. So yeah, I mean it's it, like I said, it's just there's so many like ups and downs that happen throughout a season that like I can't blame one play or one call. Like well and say like this guy like I'm gonna bash him. Like it is what it is. It could have been. It could have been beneficial. It could have. It could have been. So that's where we're at with that. I agree. All right. So we can move on a little bit. We got. What about Hazley? We talked about. We talked about Adam Hazley, and we were. You know, we were talking about how. Uh, you know, Hot Take Heart was at it again. Was able to bring. <laughs> was able to bring us Adam Hazley to be the starting center fielder on opening day, and then he got hurt. I, mean, I, was, I, I was right for about eight innings. You listen, no, you were right the hundred percent because he started the game, and that's all we care about. Is that right. People that game. on the router. and he got you. You, you were a hundred percent right. You got you got the whole thing right there. So now it's now it's what do they do if Hazley's out long, a little bit longer than we assume he's going to be? They're saying it's only supposed to be like that he's day to day. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's anything serious. But I mean, what do you guys think? I mean, it's, I'm assuming. Roman, I mean, Roman Quinn's gonna probably start today. I, yeah, I would just guess. Yeah, he starts start today. Yeah, he starts today. And also, Hoskins is still bad second today. I was waiting I, when I, before the show started. I, I was looking up the lineup, and I didn't see if it came out yet. But I was hoping that that wasn't gonna be the case. And yeah, yeah same same alert. lineup with Quinn at eighth. Yeah, I, so, I got that alert yeah. with the, on LB TV that I was just like, yeah, I pointed my, my phone across my hands. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, you just saw how awful that worked the other day. I mean, they're trying and to they're trying to get him going, putting him in front of Harper and JT and all. They they know they're going to like he's going to get good swing uh, pitches to hit, but he has to find so, his timing. Like, I, and he's not. So, so Girardi is a huge is another one. He's a, he's an analytical guy, mm-hmm. correct? And so was Gabe, both big analytical guys. One thing that is big in analytics is it is, a, it is actually been proven that where you hit in the lineup and who's in front of you or behind you does not dictate pitches. So if that's the case, like no matter what, Harper's going to get pitched to strong. He's going to get pitched in the same way no matter where he's at. You can back to eight. And he's still getting hit. He's got to get pitched the same way. It does not matter where he hits, right? Right. Like, Hoskins, Hoskins right now is going to just get fooled on breaking pitches all day because he can't do that. Because his body's all out of shape when he swings. All out of shape. So why, why are you going to continue to do shit like that? He's actually a one-time World Series manager. <laughs> 
But he didn't. He shouldn't even be back because he's an awful manager. But um, anyway, uh, that kind of threw me off the whole thing right there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I don't see I don't see uh, a reason to keep adding him there. Yeah, I don't, I don't I, think he should I, be six. I, I, and what is it going to take for that? Like, yeah, you won the game, but you didn't win the game because Hawkins bad in second. Yep. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna, anything, you're you hurt yourself because I think he had five players left on base. That in second, he had five players left on base. That's impressive. He had impressive five at bats. And that's another thing. You're giving a guy like that five at bats. Yeah. You could be giving five at bats to somebody else. Right. A Harper. Imagine giving Harper five more five at bats instead of four. Yep. Like that right there is a, is beneficial to the team. You're giving your best player. Extra at bats. Well, I'm just giving the guy. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. I just think it's such an easy fix. If like if Girardi's so set in stone that Harper's third, JT's fourth, switch Hoskins and Bone. Put Bone second. Like it just yeah, it's exactly. such an easy fix. Bone's Bone's approach at this point in his career being only what sit on 60, Hoskins. Sit, what he's like he's less than he's less than sixty games played. Fifty yeah. games played. He has a better approach that at the plate than Hoskins does. Loyalty, I guess. It's stupid. Loyalty. I don't give a fuck about loyalty. But like, he would, he would find his ass on the bench. Yeah, Girardi barely fucking knows Hoskins. Shouldn't be loyal to him at all. <laughs> yeah, there's zero, there's zero reason to be loyal except for the fact that he's got a really nice player-friendly contract for that for that team. That's it. Right. That that's what it is. It's you know if just say the Phillies, you know they go on a little winning streak and. You know, Hoskins turns out to be the weak, the weak link. Like he has to move him down. You, you would, you would hope. You know, like yo, like Dombrowski's got to be like yo. You got to put him down at seven, seven or eight, because you know this isn't working. You know, we had this with Oduble. We we don't need this with Reese Hoskins. Like so, I'm hoping, you know, that you know it's sooner than later. And then that's a that's a thing too. If you're like we're having this conversation, should Hoskins bat seventh or eighth? He's a first baseman and he's a defensive liability. If he's batting seventh or eighth, what the fuck's he on the team for? Like usually, if like if they're a stud offensive player, yeah, we'll worry about defensive liability. If he's a stud defender, he could bat eighth, he could bat seventh, but he's n- he's not great defensively and he's completely lost at the plate. John and you're going to put him in eighth, like at your first base, you should produce. You're not Casey Cotterman. You're not a Gold Glove first baseman. Like it's just where where it would make sense to keep him on the team exactly at this yeah. point. I would have I would have went into free agency during the offseason and brought and brought in Mitch Mitch Moreland. Yeah. To be honest, I mean he, at least he provides something. He's yeah. like where Hoskins doesn't provide. What does Hoskins provide if he's not hitting? Nothing. Well, he used to see pitches, but he doesn't see pitches anymore. Because pitchers don't worry about him. They just throw strikes to him. They're not worried about him chasing or anything. He doesn't have to chase. He's going to miss them anyway. No, so, he can't see six pitches when three of them are in his own. It's, it doesn't make any fucking sense, man. And it's, it's just getting harder and harder to, like, not root for the team, but, like, you know, understand why they're doing the shit that they're doing. It's like, you want to compete. You want to compete with the NL East. Do something about it. Well, like and I said, they're not doing it, like, if they Major. struggle, they have to do something. Yeah, maybe they're hoping him batting second puts his like on paper numbers up there a little bit. He has a ton of runs scored, all this, and then a couple of weeks they send his ass somewhere. 
I mean, they don't really have they don't really have other great options. I mean, obviously, the simple thing again, switch him and Boom, put Boom at first, like slide him over. Then you can obviously fill the third baseman with a few players. I mean, other than that, what do you have in the minors? Derek Hall, I guess, could play first, but I don't I don't think he's really ready. Like, but um, I mean, I, I, I'll tell you what I'll tell you what another Band-Aid on bull move they could have made or they could make. They could go. How about we trade? How about we send Boehm over to first, try to do something to where we get Matt Chapman? I mean, that would be good. That, like, I know, it's, it's probably, it's That's very a wishful pipe dream. And shit. Yeah. It's a pipe dream, but there's a lot of things that they could have done, even this offseason. You could have went out and got Marcus Simeon and had him play third base. Yep. You I mean, he, I mean, he didn't make it that much money either. Yeah, I mean, I would have been okay with even going with the Uncle Franco experiment again. Because yeah, he just got signed like three days ago. Like he's not making he, he, any money. No, he looked the ball. He's a Baltimore. I think right he made. Now. I think he got like a five million dollar contract or something. Like that would look. I would take him at third right now if Bones playing first. No deal. No deal. Yeah. So it, well, here's the here's the thought. Why don't you move Didi to third? You bring Stott up at shortstop, and you put Boom at first. They probably they they would probably put Segura at third. I would think, unless Stott plays second. Well, either Segura, one. Yeah. We either yeah. one like flip those two. Man, yeah. What is what is so bad about trying out Stott? Because I don't like what I've seen from Reese. Again, it's only one game. What's service what is time. gonna? It's not gonna hurt unless you're doing the service time thing again. Service but, time is the only thing but, that is the problem there. Well, then by you know May, if yeah. Reese is still struggling, I I think you do that move. You know, yeah, I think. But I think seventeen days into the season is when the service time thing. I think you need hundred and seventy-two days. In the majors in a season out of 189. Okay. 17 days. So the 18th day, hypothetically, stock could come up. Yeah, the, mani- the, mani- the manipulation period yeah. is. And I think it's what? Uh, Moniac was up for eight games last year. So probably nine, nine or 10 days, maybe at the most. So he might be up in 10 days. I put Mickey Moniac up next week. first. <laughs> so that'll, that'll hold a whole year of eligibility. For total. That might be yeah. a, a legit idea. That's, something, that that's something to think about for the Phillies, you know, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's crazy because it's, it's the little stuff like that that, like, I feel like is just getting, like, like it, there's a lot of there's little things that could, they could iron out to be competitors today. Right. And that's yeah, I, think they're so, I still think they're competitors. I think they're, they're – this is a strong, strong line. We went over it the other day, and I feel like the more I look at it, the more I'm convinced of how strong this line is. And and there's little things that they can do to make it better right now. And but a lot of those things do come with price tags towards the future, which I get it. It's a business. First and foremost, it's a business. Yeah. What it comes down to is it is a business. Like we can't forget that. We can't act as if that's not a thing because it is. No matter what we're going to, that's how this game is going to be treated, and it always will be. And it's been like that forever. And I know that there was a big thing with service time in the off season when it came to the Seattle Mariners and everything that happened there. Yeah, like, yeah but that's just it's just it's just how it is. And if that isn't the case, like I shouldn't have to keep bring I shouldn't have to bring up a minor league player if I don't want to yet because mm-hmm. of financial financial reasons. And there's a lot of guys you're financially obligated to that are up in the up in the majors right now. Yeah. The biggest thing that I think that that hurt them was that there was no DH this year. Them not having a DH 
put a lot of different things into, into their mind where they wanted to have Hoskins in the lineup. So the only thing he can do is play first base. We saw him play left field. He looked like shit. He wouldn't play left field anyway for this team because McCutcheon is there. Yeah. He's not going to play right field because Harper's there. He can't really play any other position as of today. No, he's or be in the lineup any other way than play first base. That is the only way he gets into the lineup. So at this point, you're kind of stuck with going there. If because like I said, he shows flashes. And that's fine. He's going to show flashes all year. But it's when those flashes become few and far between and they start going like a month where he looks like shit. And then um then like three two weeks where he looks good, and then those other two weeks he looks like shit again, that's when it becomes an issue with this uh, this lineup. And we've seen that time and time again with Hopkins. We've seen this for the last, what, four years now with Hopkins? It's it's not something like he had one year where he was a dot where he was awesome. Yeah. He came back the next year and he looked like shit again. So it's like what what do you really do? Like I feel like Dombrowski being who he is, he will try his hardest. He will yeah. try to move him. Yeah, if Hoskins if Hoskins doesn't figure it out and actually just uh like become the rookie Hoskins that we loved and then his one really good season. Like if he can, I mean, obviously we all want that to happen. And if he does figure it out and he can contribute to this lineup, it makes the lineup a whole nother beast. But like you said, Dombrowski, he's not going to deal with this bullshit all season, especially if we have a chance to, if we're buyers a few months from now, I could see him definitely at first base. We're going to have a different player if Hoskins uh, doesn't figure it out. But this is another thing before, before we go into, like, before anyone else comments about it, you know, yes, I would love for him to have, you know, his Hoskins-like early days thing. Yeah. But, but if he does that, that's when I trade him. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah, you sell a stock when it's high. I mean, that's obvious. I'm not, yeah. not going to hold – I'm not holding on to him in hopes that he's going to continue doing that. Yeah. I'm going to sell him high. That's why I wanted to trade him last year. And I was big on trading him last year. I I was very vocal about it last year. Trade him now. Every, every time every time he homered, trade him. Take him out of the lineup and trade him now. Get him while he's hot. Why he's hot. I don't understand the problem. The, the I didn't understand why they didn't try harder to move him last year. But it's, it's the thing of people are so like he's great. Like no, he's not. He is not great. He is a streaky hitter along with another, like, four other guys in the lineup that are streaky. When you have a ton of streaky hitters, that's not a recipe for success here. Yeah. No. All right, so let's go on to uh, let's go on to the three, four, five hitters and, you know, the pitches that they saw against Freed on uh, Thursday. Like, 33 pitches and six at-bats, like, <laughs> it's a very underrated stat for these guys. Like, and it's and not like they're veteran hitters. You got Al Bohm as your fifth hitter. Like yeah. to me, that's impressive. He showed a lot of poise at the plate on a Thursday. I love yeah, him. That's why, that's why he should be batting second. Yeah, I mean he and he does that. He he's been doing that in the minors the last two seasons, and he, he was did, doing it, that in he college. did it in college. He yep, did it in yeah. college too. Like when he was at Wichita State, he was a legit. Like they thought they, he, was to, he was supposed to be the number one overall pick. Yeah, and everyone when on draft day, everybody, every analyst was saying he's going to be the first player from this draft in the major leagues because his his bat tools are just off the charts. I mean, he, he doesn't have the power yet, and I hope I hope to God they don't preach this bullshit 
Like, I get it, but the launch angle, oh, shit, fucking stay away from Bone. Let him do what he do, does. He's 20, what, three years old? 24, maybe? Like, he's grown into his body. He's a, he's a monster. He's built like Jason Worth. Doesn't run as fast, but, like, let just let him go. Don't don't te- You don't have to teach him any more, really, than he already is doing. He, his approach yeah. is great. His bat-to-ball skills are great. Like, his, everything. Every, he goes to all fields. He's not worried about pulling. He's not worried about doing too much. Like, he, he should be – I can't believe he's – not batting second, third, or fourth. One of them. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get it either. I mean, you look at his numbers from last year. He had four home runs, 139 WRC plus, and he was a 1.2 F4 player. That was last season, and in what? A third of the real 100, season. 180 plate appearances. He did that. He was yeah. he was a he was already a one win player. Yeah. So you multiply everything by three. Yeah. You're looking. At, you're looking at somebody who is at least probably like a four-win player, five-win player for this at team, least. and that's yeah. and that's huge. Like I don't think like and his base running was if he wasn't bad. It was pretty even last year. He was a yeah. negative negative zero point one. So he was right there and on the cusp of yeah. being just a an average base runner. And I'll take that every day from him. And me too. Absolutely. Why wouldn't you? He's a better base runner than Hoskins is. Yeah. I don't, I, I'll, I'll never understand the, the thought process of, you know, some major league managers. And, I mean, I don't know. It, it's what – was, what was Hoskins last year? I mean, Hoskins, to be honest, Hoskins, it was only 0. .3, 0. .3, but worse than, uh, than which we'll call it, that he was last year. Boom was as a base runner. Offensively, was right around the same, but – they only had they had the same four, I think that, what I see he had four more plate appearances five more plate appearances than Bone and he and he was wasn't even he was Bone was a better impact player at that point next year yeah and Hoskins was and actually on fire and he was on fire for a while Hoskins so think got, about that we got the good Hoskins for a majority of the whatever however many games he played and yep. Bone was still better though and he was a negative and he's, he's been a negative defensive player his entire career though well yeah. Exactly. Negative, negative 35.6 defensive, defensive player. Doesn't sound good. Oh, 35.6 is ridiculous. Oh, that doesn't even negative, ne- negative 35.6. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Negative 3.56 would be bad enough. Like, not yeah. 35.6. That's ridiculous. I'll tell you, I really do love, I love Fangrass. It's yeah, crazy Bryce the God. way that they break yeah. shit down. Shout out to Fangrass. Shout out He was negative 35. What was Bryce's? Like I, you as, gotta imagine as a, as a defensive player. Yeah, you gotta imagine it's it's because I mean Bryce, you know, he very rarely makes an error. I feel like you know he's Bryce he was Bryce was a negative five point one. Yeah, that, nope. but that was no. Nah, I mean, he's had some bad. He's a negative career. He's a negative thirty two point two. Yeah, I mean, he, he got a lot of flack for that, and uh. Washington for being lazy. Like he obviously wasn't happy with the organization itself. He wasn't all there like mentally every defensive play. And, and another thing that, that they do is defensive run saves, which is a big tool for uh, yeah. for Fangraph. And I'll tell you right now where he and, he and Harper played a lot of center field. Not a lot, but he played enough. He, played, he moved around a lot, which is I hate that. Just just put him in a position, like let him let him. Mm. Stay, stay. He played, 
He played 14 innings in center field last year for the Phillies. He had negative one defensive run saves last year in right field. Which I mean, he's not. In, but he had, but he had eleven. He had eleven run defensive run saves in 2019. So he has. Harper's a solid defensive player. I'm not going to say he's a bad defensive player. Right. He's there. I'm not. I, I don't harp. No pun intended on his defense. It's like apples to oranges. We're talking about Harper's defensive stats against Hoskins. Like they're fucking similar on offense. Like Harper gets can get away with that. If he's average defensively, he's a huge asset. What the Hoskins? Like, but you never, you never hear anyone talk about Harper's defense. That's that's you know. No, because you don't have to. He doesn't do enough mistakes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. He'll have, and, and like, again, in saying that, you know, what you just said, where he is a negative defensive player for his career, he is a, what is he? What is he offensively doing? He is, he is a 237.1 offensive player. Not so he, he actually has over 200 more points the offensively than he does defensively. Yeah. Like so, it's you're getting all that from, from. You're not getting any of that type of production offensively from Hopkins than you are yeah. from Harper, who's playing a much more difficult position. And he's a better he's a better right fielder than Hopkins is a first baseman. And oh, yeah, by far. And it's an easier position at first. Mm-hmm. Right. So I mean, it, it's I don't get I don't get I and I won't I, I'm see now I'm now I'm on the let's fucking get rid of Reese Hoffman's train. And I really didn't want to be, but now I don't even want to see him today. It, it's it's Oh, he's going to, man. 100% he's going to. It's not, it's not even a fucking question what he's going to do today. He's going to homer three times. It, it, he might break the record for homers in a single game. <laughs> just, just, I'm telling you, and, and it's going to be three perfect swings. Three, yep. like, it, it, the, the ball's going to hit the bat perfectly. It's going to be launch angle. It's going to be perfect. Everything's going to be right on the money. Yeah, so so if Matt, Matt Olson playing first base. It's going to be yeah, great. If, anyone, if anyone's playing FanDuel or uh, DraftKings today, why do you, why do you load up that, on that, Reed Hopkins? Yeah. 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 Load up on Reed Hopkins. Hold on. <laughs> Prop bet. Uh, Two yeah, plus home runs, Reed Hopkins. <laughs> plus 8,000. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's bad, man. But... We didn't really, I mean, we kind, of, we kind of just started getting on this tangent here, but we really didn't talk really about the Hayes situation. The Hayes right. situation. It's, it's going to be a hole in the lineup, and they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do here. I mean, is Roman Quinn, I mean, he looked good. This, this is his time to shine, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he, he, has, a, he has the starting center fielder spot on his lap right now. Can he stay healthy? Can he stop swinging so goddamn hard? Stop swinging with such a long swing? Hit the ball on the ground. Use your legs, and I mean, he—I mean, he has the potential, obviously, to be an impact player. Like, but can he stay consistent? Can he stay healthy? And can he stop trying to do too much at the plate? Now, now, listen. Think of this. Do you think that say Roman Quinn goes on a tear here? Say he looks really, really good. We start really starting to trust him at the plate on defense. You're really starting to trust him. And then him and Hazley are able to you know, figure something out here. 
Would you think that the right that the Phillies would be interested in possibly trading Mickey Moniak? Yeah, I think so. He's got value. Yeah, he had a good spring. I don't. I must not all want them to. I mean, that that could be a legit possibility of them getting rid of him. Yeah, I definitely, I could see it 100%. I mean, he had a good spring. He, he's mature now. His body, he filled into his body. And like like you said, if if Quinn does stay healthy and we trust him and Hazley's back to being healthy, what other options do you really have with Moniak? Is he just going to sit in the minors for the rest of the season again? I mean, if you can go get that, that's like Luis Castillo type pitcher, that, that uh, Kyle Hendricks, like one of those guys and Moniak is what they want, you, you kind of have to pull the trigger. Your hands are <laughs> Yeah, I, thing, I don't want them. I don't want them giving up Bryce and Scott. I think yeah. that's a. I think Scott has to be on the field. Has to be, has to be with the field. So, in in negotiations, I'm sure Scott's going to get brought up. Oh yeah. Would 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 they be like, well, how about we counter and give you Mickey? Yeah, Mickey with another top twenty prospect, some bullshit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see it. I want Mickey to be our starting center fielder for 10 years, but I mean, no. we got a chance to go get that that legit number, I guess, three on this team, or maybe 1A, 1B, 1C bullshit. If yeah, you yeah, go yeah. get one of them in, at the deadline, if we're buyers, if we're right there, then yeah, I would. You have sorry, to be okay with Sorry, it. Mickey, yeah. Yeah, you have to be okay this. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I disagree because what do you do about next season then? McCutcheon's not here next year. Mm-hmm. You're gonna go with Hazley, Roman Quinn, and Bryce Harper. You know, hope, sure. then we got to go through another season. And hopefully, Roman Quinn staying healthy. Uh, it's yeah. a big gamble, but if you can get back a good pitcher, like like you said, like a legitimate pitcher, I'd be okay with it. But not you have know, to be not like a number three or a number four. Like it's got to be a guy who you know can go out in late September, early October, and give you the. That seven shutdown innings, you know, even the nine, because you know, your bullpen could be depleted by then. But well, yeah, unless he, they get a decent pitcher, you know, not a number three, not a number four. I don't know about Hendricks. I know you. I know we mentioned it before. I don't know if I would give up Mickey Moniak for Hendricks. I'm Depending on what he is, what he is, he I, does I, the same I, thing every season. Like I want to trade Mickey for a, a pitcher that's not going to be. Pitching in the postseason. If he's not one of the, if he's not in a, th- a three main rotation, like I don't know how Eflin's going to be this year. But if whoever we trade for is not even in consideration for, he's going to be one of our three guys pitching in the postseason. Then I want to do that. Or like, if you can go get that bona fide stud closer that Bay teams seem to have every year that just pops up and they're kind of cheap. I don't even know if you would have to give up in Mickey Moniak, but I think like that might be a move that they're going to wind up making down the road too. I mean, you're, you're, they're going to they're going to be in a situation where they got to figure out what they're going to do with Mickey. It's not going to be like, and and it's crazy. I've never seen a team who's got this many question marks in center field. And because there is a lot of there's there's a lot of options. They have options. I'm not saying that they're great options, but yeah. there's options out there, and they have them. And I mean, if they were going to go out and go out and get, I mean, it could be up. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they weren't going out to get guys like that. Then why not? You know, let's give these guys when you have already an opportunity to try to prove you wrong because the lineup is deep enough to where they can be in that situation. Yeah, you know and I mean, I mean everything everything that we're talking about right now in three weeks might not even make sense. Manipulation yeah. for service time. Mickey Moniak might be up in fifteen days. 
if Roman Quinn gets hurt, Mickey Moon, it might fall into Mickey Moon's lap and he might take off. Like he might, he might wind up putting these conversations to rest. And then it's like, like you said, McCutcheon, he's, he's getting to the end of his career. Then it's like McCutcheon leaves. Then you just slide that Roman Quinn, Hazley shit over to left field, I guess. And I'd be more comfortable with a platoon in left than I am in right now, which is one center. You, you don't want a platoon in center field. No. Like, never. It's, it's it, not. it doesn't make sense at all. No, it doesn't. And, yeah, I mean, that's – I mean, we'll, we'll see how the game goes today. You know what I mean? Like, they start – they play four. They have – can uh, someone read off the lineup for us today? What's going on today? Well, it's it's Kutch, Hoskins, Harper, JT, um, Boehm, DD, Segura. Uh, Quinn is eighth, and then Wheeler, obviously. I mean, and today's a big day for Wheeler, too. Today's yeah, a big day for Wheeler, where he gets to go out. He's facing a very, very good team and with a very good lineup in your division. I mean, we saw Christian Pache the other day. I'm a big fan of his. I think that kid is stud. I mean, they, they have two guys, like him and Acuna, I mean, to go with Freeman and Marcelo yeah. Zuma. But that team is stacked, too. They're all over the place. It is. And, and I mean, it's, it's they have a really, really good team. And I think this is going to be a really nice test for a wheeler like we saw we saw what nola did and i think them two are going to be battling to see who the who the, who the fucking number one in this, on this rotation yeah all I year we're going to yeah. and that's a great com- competition to have like in-house like that's that yeah. one of them starts pitching well the other one has to keep up so right. 100%. i think that's that's such a good problem to have it just feeds yeah. off each other is that Kurt Schill and Randy Johnson? Well, obviously not the same caliber. I'm not getting yeah. ahead of myself, but like, <laughs> just, yeah, that one two workhorse is that like, yeah, Wayne Wright, like when back when he was like, with Carpenter, like that. It's just like two yeah, great yeah, pitchers can just push themselves to the next level, and hopefully that's what we see here. And what's crazy? And what's crazy is Carpenter had that with Matt Morris. So yeah. they they continued to have that competition. Yeah, they kept for a going. Long yeah. time. And yeah. now they have Jack Flaherty. Yeah, so it's like they continue to have that like that yeah. punch, that one two, like, and that's that's a, again that's a nice thing to have, and that's how you're going to win this division is continuously having those one two punches that can compete on an everyday level. So I mean, the, today's today's the night is going to be a fun day to watch. I mean, beautiful out. Hopefully the ball's flying. Hopefully the ball's flying. We get to see maybe we get to see Harper leave the yard today. You know, yeah. hopefully Hoskins, hopefully Hoskins can you know get the cover off the fucking ball. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, shut me up. But, like, I don't know. That's what I want. Yeah. Like three, four, yeah. four, maybe, four. <laughs> we don't know. Like, he can, this could get five today. I don't know. He's, he's, he's going to have five at best. Yeah. At best. That can't hurt for some unreal reason. I can definitely see Harper hit, hit one of those Charlie Morton curveballs in a triple deck in right field today. So, yeah. what do you think of the Roman Quinn play at the plate with uh, JT Real Muto? I think he could have thrown the ball better trajectory. I mean, it was right on the talk. You can't really complain about it because JT didn't have to move, and he had the chance to block the plate, which was huge. Like, thank God Roman Quinn put it where it was. But right. three hopping it from whatever, 200 feet away. I, I wish it was a little higher, but at the end of the day, it was right on the money, so I really can't complain well, about it. Well, now they're in a situation where they're not allowed to block the plate. Yeah, Unless the ball – Unless, unless, the ball, unless the ball moves to that. Yes, exactly. So it was like, is, JT played it that perfectly where he didn't absolutely. go get the ball. He let it come to him and had it slide over. It was beautiful by JT. Like, it was, yeah, he couldn't yeah. do that any better. He didn't even let the, that new rule change 
impact that play. Yeah, that's why you need a BCIV, right? Yep. yep. Yes, sir. BCIV. Yeah, there it is. That's BCIV, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. Didi's ridiculous catch over the shoulder. <laughs> yeah, that play was amazing yeah. with the with the wind blowing in. I usually I usually think that play is overrated when it when they're just making an over shoulder catch. But the fact that the wind's blowing it back towards him and it was so high up in his chest, like that, you you can't you can't picture that play any better. I'm 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 really enjoying the up the up the middle situation that they have right now. I like Segura. I like I like Gregorius. I like I know that I I Dan, you've been we've been friends for a couple of years now, and you've seen like, a couple of years ago that I was not high on Gregorius coming here. I was. Yeah. I wasn't somebody that I really was high on coming here. I didn't think the Phillies needed him. I thought there was more pressing issues. With so, but and that, but that's the thing. There's more pressing issues on this team that were needed. Over shortstop, yeah, because they had one in Segura that they could have let Segura play shortstop for the next three years, and it's yeah, really and then Kingery could have played his regular position and maybe not been needing a coach on the sidelines. Yeah, but but I, he, I mean, he, needs, he needs like a life coach, I think. I think he does. I think, I think that's where he's at in his life. The old tag team get his real brother back, like get the real Scott back. Have you ever seen his his twin brother? Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's. I'm pretty sure he's been playing for the Phillies for <laughs> Yeah, when they were at the Atlanta series two years ago, we grabbed the wrong brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. It's interesting. It's an interesting, uh, you know, concept that, you know, that they could have – I mean, the whole the whole team could have been different if they did that, if they didn't do that. And, I did, and again, I do like D.D. for his bat. I think his bat is good. But, I mean, I think they still get sort of the same production out of Segura. Yeah, like, not power wise, but like, yeah. not far of a drop off. Definitely not. No, I mean, and DD's gone through years where he just looks like complete garbage at the plate. Yeah, yeah like we're not even talking about him. Him on Thursday, he had three strikeouts too. I think terrible. Yeah, he sure did. He had three strikeouts, and he didn't. I mean, against a lefty, granted, Freed is tough, especially on lefties. But if I you mean, want to be an every player, day, exactly, your everyday shortstop, dude. Like you can't be like, oh, I'm not, I'm not good against lefties, like. I don't care who you're facing. You better be able to put the ball in fucking play, yeah. and, and, he, and he can't. Yeah. Right. And you, you, you say how you, we didn't bring up Didi, but, you know, his defensiveness didn't cost the Phillies. You know, that's you – No, I think it saved him big time. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's why we got Bruce back so much cover time because he's terrible. And he's also not batting second. True. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, it's weird. He's batting where he should. Yeah. But why – like, and where – I would honestly rather have Gregorius up there at second. Oh yeah, absolutely. If, if like you know what I mean, like why why is he batting so high in the lineup when he doesn't need to be? I mean, we'll again, we'll see today. We'll see how it works out today. Who's who's pitching for the for the um, for the um, Charlie Morton? Charlie Morton. Yeah. Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton's gonna give him that fucking hook, and yeah, we'll, and it's gonna start we'll at his face, and it's gonna be right in the strike zone. Like we'll see, but we'll see yeah, he'll get lucky where his timing's off, and he'll just swing into one another, and it'll be just over left field wall. And we'd be all fired up, and he'll be Twitter, Phillies Twitter, be like, "Oh my God, he's back!" <laughs> I, I hope he is. I hope he hits four home runs and says, "Fuck Johnny Hunter." But yeah, I mean, what he's gonna do? I know, and and you know, I'm a man here, and I'm gonna tell you that I hope he does that. <laughs> Absolutely. That's what I want. I'm okay with being proved wrong if they do something extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, we're not rooting against these guys. That's the thing. No, I think people no. are like getting like misconstrued. Is we're not rooting against these guys. We're we're just realistic and we call them out on their BS play. Like, 
You suck. You suck. Like, I'm not going to sit there and be, you know, the Jack Fritz. And, oh, you know, Spencer Howard's going to be this. It's going to be great for us. Reese Hodgins. No, like if you're going to play shitty, we're going to tell you. That's why we're the best damn Philly sports cast a podcast on the internet. Hell yeah. Gang gang. Like, gang gang. I- I'm tired of it. Like, no, like he deserves all the critic, the critical shit that is said about him. Like, he hasn't done anything no. since his rookie season. No doubt. It drives me bananas. I know, Chris. Drives me fucking bananas, too. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, go watch the Phillies at 4 o'clock today. Hold on, where they on Conkey Sports Center or are they on Channel 10? Where are they, where are they at today? I'm pretty sure on Conkey's today. They're on well, NS, well, whatever it is. Yeah, NBC Sports. NBC Sports, Philly, whatever it is now. Go so, watch the uh, Phillies. They, a stat just came through that the Phillies starting yeah. pitching has been the best in the division since the start of last season. They're 16-11 and 11 with 3.84 ERA. Fucking Zach Eflin, beast. <laughs> yeah, that's why. <laughs> fuck out of here. That was Vinny Velasquez. Right. <laughs> yeah, the fuck out of here. He can't even get through three innings. But that's our show today. Thank you for listening. Boys, tell them about the Twitter, tell them about the Instagram. Danny, you do it. Okay, so on Instagram, we are the Diamond Club Podcast. Don't forget T W E. I mean, T H E. Well, we're not great at spelling. We're not here to teach you anything. <laughs> and then, uh, well, on Twitter, it's the Diamond Club Eight, I believe. Yes. Yeah. And then Facebook, just follow NSN Sports Philly. That's where all our shows on, obviously. And uh, that should that should be good from there. Yeah, and like I said, I'll be putting everything out on our, our social media platforms. So give us a like and a follow, comment. You know. And then root for the Phillies. Now I get to go watch my son play third base for the first time ever and sweat it out. <laughs> sure, it's going to be good there. Yes, sir. Philly, Philly. All right, boys. Philly, Philly. Thanks for listening. We are out. We are out. Thanks, guys. <laughs>